um, have like franchised it and so they're like gonna test like 20 locations or something like that like and all of that's done by five guys that's it five guys <laughs> that's a hell of a fucking operation for five men to take on <laughs> I know that's like if you think about it like, even if they're managing like they've got locations in, fi- in in 20 countries like that's still like one guy per five con- yeah f- yeah five countries per guy yeah that's fucked yeah unbelievable and if it's not just run by five guys then we should probably call them out publicly and be like yeah hey you'll change your name that's you got more false advertisement you got more than five boys in there does that mean (laughs) that every time they make a hire they have to like change their like abn (laughs) i've got i've got no idea how that would work That sounds like a nightmare. Because if yeah. you were like an overnight success, uh, well, I suppose if you were an overnight success and there was like a greater change and you'd, you you probably hired like 50 people, then I suppose you wouldn't have to change it 50 times. You could just you could just up it by 50, I suppose, just the total number. But that sounds like a nightmare. Every time you've got to make a hire, you've got to change the name of the fucking business. Yeah, we're now 50 guys, burgers and fries. Could you imagine if Reside did that every time that we had a joke name on stage? <laughs> I miss doing the joke names, man. I was trying to. I was talking with um uh Kel. Are you? Uh, oh, I did. Sorry, I did it today. Well, I actually was talking about the origins of the band, and I was talking about how we used to have those joke names at shows. Yeah. And I was trying to remember some of them. The only ones I could remember were like "System of a Frown," "The Commonwealth Wank." <laughs> um. Yeah. Was the Ellen the Ellen Degenerate show was one of them. I'm That's pretty right. Sure. I think that was the second one we ever used. Um. What else do we have? Shit, we... Nah. Nah. That escaped me. We should should bring it back, dude. Like, even like, fuck it, at our next headline show. (laughs) Because, like, that's the thing. People know at that point, it's like, if you're here, you know, you know, you know you're here to see us for whatever reason. Exactly. (laughs) So, if we come out and we say, you know, hey, we're, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank on a funny name, but if if we're so... If we had, if we came out with just a fake name, it would just be like a, a joke. I suppose our name is on the front of the building, so I, yeah. <laughs> so it's on the, you know, the ticket somewhere. It's on the you got ticket, a ticket somewhere. to go. Exactly. <laughs> if you've you've paid for it, you'd you'd think you'd know where you're putting your money. And if you don't know where you're putting your money, then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we introduce the show? Yeah, yeah, if you want to jump in, yeah, let's go. Hello, everybody. G'day. Welcome to the best bloody podcast you'll hear um, created in lockdown. <laughs> it's, it's the... Bold statement. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, we've got to start with bold statements like that. Otherwise, this is the best you know podcast you're going to hear from us this week. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> it's going to be at least top one. <laughs> now, welcome to the Pretty Good Thanks podcast. I am your host, Liam, and with me always is the beautiful Dylan. G'day. I don't. I, it's we're co-hosts. I don't know why I say that, but um, <laughs> how's uh, how's your week been, man? What's am what's I like Paul Schaefer to your David Letterman? Do I just kind of sit here and like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, right, you're, like riff, you're like the riff guy, you know. You, <laughs> you just riff, you know. Oh man, death metal guys saying that I can't riff, but I'll tell you what, I'll riff, <laughs> mate. I'll riff a storm. It's Riff City, yeah. <laughs> This week, uh, tell you what, I want to play a game with you. Yeah. Three things I've done this week. Guess them. All right. So, uh, you and I did some interviews the past week, so we jumped on a couple podcasts, which were really fun. Apparently, we're regarded as one of the best chats of the year. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Apparently. According to, I think it was Sam on the 78th uh, podcast, we, we, uh, we joined them this week. Those are and, uh, legends. Yeah, they were really good. They uh, they said that next time we're in Brisbane, the beers are on them. So that's oh, that's, that's very champions. nice of them. Oh, yes. big shout out if you guys are listening. Huge yeah. shout out. So um, apparently, one of the best chats of the year. So that's uh, that's what you can expect if you ever uh, if you're out there and you have a a, a show and you want us on it. Um, we Please. can be the best episode of the year. So, um, but this this episode here will probably only be the best one for the week. Um, we can't we can't. Yeah. Unless you book us. Unless you yeah. book us like now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so we did some interviews. Was that one of them? Uh, Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll put that on the list. Yep. All right. So is there four then? No, 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 no. Just if you can get three things that I've done in general. All right. 
the other thing that uh, I've been seeing you do, you've been giving me a call a lot lately and you've been showing me your, like, it's like a, you've been playing with the drum pad. I think a, yes. a buddy or, or something gave it to you. Yes, the Roland SPD-SX. Yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine is letting me hold on to it for a little bit, thankfully. And yeah. yeah, it's been so much fun. Like, all right, literally the biggest motivation for me to get this thing was that I just wanted to absolutely smash the uh, vocal synth melody to Can You Feel My Heart on a bunch of pads <laughs> uh, by Bring the Horizon. And so, like, and I put a video of me doing it on Instagram and it was a bit of fun. And, you know, you might think that I kind of stopped there when I got it right, but like my poor fucking neighbor is always... <laughs> All he's either been hearing is that fucking song and me like doing it and cooking it a fair bit of the time, or I'm not playing it through the speakers and I've got my headphones on it and he's just hearing. <laughs> and just hearing me thud away on these like yeah, little pads here. But um <laughs> but I've now extended my range from that, thankfully. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not just calling it quits at the you know, the one half ass cover. But I um uh you know it's because it's my buddies he's got still got a bunch of um pre-saved like uh samples yeah kits that he's got on here and uh a lot of them are like melodic loops and I need to figure out how he gets it to loop like that but yeah they're these like nice spacey ambient melodic loops and then the top three pads are for like different kinds of beats he's got and the bottom three pads are for like bass lines and stuff or just cool effects yeah yeah and so. Yeah, I've been plugging that in and just like playing with the loops and then plugging in the synth and then playing like melodies or bass lines underneath it. And that's been really fun. And that's actually kind of inspired me to like, uh, I got you to send me the vocal stems for Fallen the other day because I wanted like, basically I want to rip off Can You Feel My Heart and put your vocals into a synth patch. <laughs> um, but it also might be fun to, you know, just like, yeah, just have it there and do that and then like, or maybe loop some of your vocals over some nice pad stuff, some nice reharm stuff, just like you know, for a bit of fun. So yeah, that'd be awesome. You, you were showing me some of the some of those kits before we uh, before we started tonight, and uh, yeah, it sounded really cool. It's like there's like a few like break beaty kind of things. There's like some pads. It's like there's a real variety of loops happening, and it's uh yeah, I think it's gonna. It, it, it looks like it's a really cool piece of kit. I think it'll be very essential for like a live show. It's honestly it's gonna be so much fun. Like you know, having a bunch, like not only these loops that uh, uh, have come with it, but like, you know, when I, in the next couple of days, get around to making some kits of my own, it'll be just good for like nights like this where it's nice and like, you know, cool, but not too, not too cold. Step outside just under the night sky, breathing in the night air and then coming back inside, setting the lights to purple and just absolutely vibing out with like these pads and like a guitar and a shitload of reverb. <laughs> So that sounds like a a spiritual experience you might have like at a festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm that. I'm gonna be that. You're gonna guy start at the coming festival. back talking about like energies and vibrations and shit. <laughs> As, yeah, you'll piss me off, and I'll be like you'll just see me with this condescending, enlightened look. Like I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgive you because we're one and the same. We're both together. Yeah. <laughs> we're one energy, man. <laughs> but yes, playing on the Roland is another thing I've done this week. You got okay. one more. And and then the third thing. Uh, I don't know. How's the state of your house? The rat has cleaned the rat hole. <laughs> it's actually, I got it, all of it done today. And I, <laughs> this sounds so fucking pathetic. I even vacuumed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's like it's like an infomercial where they're just like oh and we'll throw it if you call now we'll throw in the vacuuming for free <laughs> for me it's just like you know it's so easy to vacuum but also in the same breath because the space is so small when i'm like you know apathetic about it there's this voice in the back of my mind that's just like oh why bother? It's like, you know, it's so small. It doesn't even matter that much anyway. But I'm literally just walking around crunching on whatever the fuck's been on my floor for the past fortnight. So, so for it to be vacuumed is a really refreshing change of pace. And I'm actually feeling like it's going to give me a good night's sleep. I like these little updates we have on your apartment because from what I've heard, apparently a lot of people like listening to this while they're cleaning. Um, so I feel like these updates are very motivating. So anybody who's cleaning their house right now, listening to us, um, you know, Good job. Keep it up. Hey, if you're out there and you're sitting in a shithole like I usually do, then the, just some words of motivation. 
There's probably a couple of shirts on the floor or something like that. And you know what? I know that it seems like a big mountain to climb, but just those shirts will take five seconds to pick up and you can totally do it. And <laughs> if you still can't be fucked, then that's fine as well. I'm not telling you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not your mum. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, or you know, just vibe, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> just vibe, you know, set the lights to purple. Just crank a guitar. <laughs> Chug on a shitload of reverb. Chug a shitload of reverb, mate. Nah, it's not actually... Um, Speaking of like new gear days and stuff like that, I actually had a little bit of a new gear day myself. Um, and I, I haven't heard haven't about sh- this. Yeah, I haven't even shown you this. I, I've I've kept it from you. You, I've only had a- you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I it's finally arrived. Uh, this little uh oh shit. Yeah. So people who are listening um that can't see, I uh, I bought myself a little uh walkie-talkie microphone. I don't know what you'd call this. It's like a handheld... It's a walkie-talkie, but it's got like an XLR connection. It looks so. like the kind of walkie-talkie that cops have in a cop car in a movie where they, you know, ping like, system, right? Yeah. And so I've been uh, I've been messing with a lot of like lo-fi, uh, real shitty sounding vocals, and I thought it would be a, a really cool thing to, uh, to start <laughs> using in a live setting, even though we're not playing any shows anytime soon, but... You like yeah. Resides vocals? Well, strap in because they're going to sound like shit on the next record. <laughs> That's right, mate. That's it. <laughs> we're going full lo-fi. That you know, we're all going to be playing you're, out of line sixes. Well, you're you're all going to get straight A's because you're all going to be studying to our music. <laughs> you went that lo-fi. I was going like you it's, know, it's over for you, fools. <laughs> That's it. Interesting that you went over. you went the beats and I went the uh, the punk rock lo-fi. That's true. The, the garage band, oh, the dichotomy of a man. Synergy. There's, there's a synergy there. There's a sim- symbiotic relationship, maybe, Dylan. There's, you know what? There could be the fusion's a thing. Let's do <laughs> lo-fi punk beats to study to. That's it. Lo-fi punk we'll make beats. Make a playlist. To st- boom. That's it. The playlist is the album. Right? <laughs> That's, my brain just like hit a pole. There. It's just like, oh my god! Have you ever nah, so run? Uh, have you ever run headfirst into a pole? Uh, no, but I actually have run headfirst into a fence, and that was uh, a very, very uh, bad experience. What kind of what kind of fence? <laughs> um, so I was in primary school. Also, how? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For some reason, so I was I was friends with a dude that you know for some reason he had a lot of energy and so he would like do things <laughs> like sm- like lightly smack his head against like the brick wall for f- like because he thought it would be funny that kind of <laughs> behavior um, sounds like someone we know <laughs> <laughs> and um so yeah I was hanging out with him and like a few other people and um, we were down by like the fence line of the school. Um, on like the school oval, and um, for some reason, I ran headfirst into, the, like it was like down a hill and into the fence, Oof. and I, I like, uh, like yeah, hurt myself quite a bit. I had to um, I had to get sent home because <laughs> there was a lot of blood coming from my head, um, and that explains a lot about you know why I'm the way I am now. <laughs> I, think. I think it's a it's a it's a big. Uh, Big reveal of character. Yeah. <laughs> I love head yeah. trauma stories from childhood because yeah. <laughs> you can always you can always pinpoint it back to now that's why you are the way you are. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had more recent one, didn't you? With your with your bricks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't for some, when I asked the poll question. I don't know why I asked it, but for some reason I was thinking also of a childhood story. But the uh. The brick one is much more oafish and foolish, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, if you're listening to this, you might know me and you might probably already know this story. So just skip ahead two minutes, I guess. But if you don't, the story was that I was at a party with Ariel at a housewarming out in Pasco Vale back. Uh, it was the start of this year. It was like back pre-COVID. And oh, yeah, because it was right before. It was why you had the head wrap um, for that boat show. For our last show that we played. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, ow, that hurt. Last show for now. <laughs> <laughs> there will be others. <laughs> Our farewell show, if you will. <laughs> Don't, I'm not even addressing an audience at this point. I'm saying it to myself. <laughs> no, there's going to be others. It's all right, mate. <laughs> it's all right, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, out at a party, having a few beers with Ariel. Uh, and it's, you know what? And I maintain that it's still funny. I just don't do it as much anymore. 
But Ariel said something about not not trusting me and my initial reaction was to turn my back to him and say, trustful, and just kind of let myself fall backwards. And he thought it would be even funnier to like step out of the way and just kind of let me hit the ground. And I still maintain that that is like the funnier move. I think he won the joke there. <laughs> and like, I'm not even mad about the subsequent actions because I'm like, no, nah, that was like, yeah, good on you. You know, I would have done the same, but neither of us saw the brick that was laying below me that my head connected with the corner of. And everyone was like, oh, you're all right. And I kind of, you know, bounced off it. It shook my noggin a little bit, but I've hit my head plenty. So <laughs> so I was like, yeah, no, it's fine. You know, you know, I was like, I'm probably bleeding. That's all right. And everyone was freaking out. Rightfully so. I, like, I'll admit I underplayed it here. You know, it was probably more drastic than I gave it credit for. But yeah, they were like, oh, no, no, we need to get you to the hospital. And they did. You know, I needed to get staples up in my head. <laughs> But yeah, basically it was just head hit brick and Ariel won the joke. Everyone was like, oh my God, are you mad at Ariel? I was like, no, dude, that was really fucking funny. And he kept being like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. But I was like, don't even stress, dog. Hello? <laughs> there he is. Okay. We're back. We're back. Um, All right. So I did go to hospital and I did have staples in my head. But, you know, it was like, I don't know. Everyone was really worried that I was concussed, but I was just kind of like, having fun still i was like yeah i was you know the, the emergency room with ariel was a bit of a riot you know we were just cracking jokes about everything but that's when i started seeing like even in the hospital they were like have you had flu-like symptoms for the past two weeks contact you know contact your local doctor immediately or come to the hospital immediately or have you traveled into uh overseas right and uh yeah you know that's what, what we in the writing business call foreshadowing foreshadowing <laughs> that's it but yeah so that was a that was a pretty a pretty nasty spill, but um, what's the yeah. pole story though? I don't think I've ever heard. <laughs> not much of a story. story. I was running and not looking where I was going, and my front of my face smacked into a fucking pole. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, that's you know, I just kind of bounced off it as well, and I was like, oh, you know what? Look where you're going. That's a good lesson. <laughs> I took that lesson with me. Have you ever had a bird shit on you? Just in that same vein. Once, I think. But it wasn't, it wasn't a super significant event for me. I was just kind of like, ah, oh, fuck me. A bird shat on me. I once had a bird shit and it landed in my mouth. I was about to crack a joke being like, oh, there's a bird of a shit in your mouth. And you know what? Sometimes sometimes reality is funny. Sometimes life's the joke and the joke's yeah. on us. So. Yeah, then we're the punchline. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I was on holidays up in... Uh, like with my family on the, one of the islands in the Great Barrier Reef, you know. And um, yeah, it was it's this, high, this island called Heron Island. And we, um, we were walking through the resort and yeah, literally just out of nowhere, um, a bird just crapped. And I, I guess I happened to be talking at the same time. As <laughs> just landed right in there. And I was really, really young. This was like, I was a single digit, digit age. And uh, you would have freaked. I was flipping out. I was just like screaming, being like, "Give me some fucking water." Probably didn't say the f word, but you know, oh, it was uh, it was quite traumatizing. Oh, here's a fun one for you. Have you mm-hmm. ever like kind of read the room and realized as a kid, you know, you're like, you know what, I can get away with swearing in this scenario, and really tried to push the limits? Uh, I don't think I ever had those sort of conscious thoughts. No, I can't say that. I so. When I was in grade two, I broke my arm pretty fucking badly, actually. The uh, doctor said the bone almost tore the skin and <laughs> it was really dumb. Kids were doing this thing. There was a slide that was like two meters high off the playground and they'd like get to the top sort of thing and hang off the side of the slide and drop down. And I thought, wouldn't I be the fucking coolest kid in school if I jumped off the slide? And I did. And I landed on my arm and it broke. And I was like, ah, ah, ow. You know, as a kid would, but much more high pitch. Ah, you know? oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ, mate. And a teacher a teacher came up to me and she was like, oh, oh, my God, are you okay? And I remember having the conscious thought that I was like, I can swear here because of how much pain I'm in. <laughs> and I, I said, no, I'm not fucking okay. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like eight years old. <laughs> uh, you just went for it. Yeah, 100%. Just, just, just 
just flashed a big old F in her face. And yeah, yeah. I think she gave me the, oh, there's no need to swear, but I knew that there would be no follow-up punishment. No consequences. Like, Cash it one. in now. <laughs> what a little bastard I was. Arms, you've broken your arms a couple of times, haven't you? <laughs> Way to throw me under the bus. Yeah, yeah. I, bro- <laughs> I did break my right arm uh, when I was in year seven. <laughs> Is this podcast appropriate? Can I tell this story? No, I mean, it. I can't remember. I can't really remember the story, to be honest with you. I wasn't even prompting you to tell the story. I was going to say that I don't, I've never actually broken any bones. <laughs> well, I feel like I can't just be like, oh, can I tell the story? <laughs> yeah, you know, go for it then. <laughs> I was, I, I'm shocked you. I'm shocked you don't remember this one, man. It's fucking. I remember. I remember you breaking your arm. I can't remember how it happened. That- Actually, yes, I do. I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah, year seven, I, you know, landed on it funny at footy <laughs> practice or something like that. And I thought, it's just sprained. She'll be right. I, we won't make a big thing of this. So, I wrapped a bandage around it. Went through the week being a normal sort of 13-year-old dickhead. And then Friday night rocks around. That was, footy practice was Monday. Friday night rocks around. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, I'm 13 years old and it's a Friday. What are you going to do? I'm in the mood. You're going to fucking crank it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no question. So, I, you know, I get I get in there and I, <laughs> I start, you know, jerking the gherkin. And then I feel this like <laughs> this white hot pain just down down the center of my arm, like horizontally. And I was like, fucking ow. And so, yeah, what's happened is I, I've broken my arm whacking off. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I run and I run it under a cold tap. <laughs> I was like, this will do something. And <laughs> Pour some beer on it. Yeah, yeah. And then when the pain kind of, you know, subsided a bit, I was like, all right, well, you know, I can't use my left hand. I don't have that kind of dexterity and I'm not just going to leave this thing here. <laughs> so I finished up with the broken arm. <laughs> and it was funny it was because- two different er- white hot pains that night. <laughs> Earlier that day, I'd been to a doctor with dad. But like my family to this day are the only ones that don't know the truth about this story as well. And I know that my brother listens to this podcast. So Alec- <laughs> Don't tell dad. <laughs> but yeah, we went to the doc we went to the doctor the previous like that afternoon before the incident and he was like, Yeah, mate, it just looks like a hairline fracture. It shouldn't be anything too serious. And then the next day I wake up and I was like, Hey dad, my arm's really sore. <laughs> so we we go to Marunda Hospital and the doctor <laughs> the the doctor's looking at the x-ray and he's like, that's a clean break. <laughs> and to this day, I've heard my dad be like, oh, that first doctor was a total quack. <laughs> the poor guy, I've given him a bad rap. <laughs> yep. That's one bad Google review for that fella. Because, because you were telling a white hot lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I wasn't exactly... It was. I was at that age where I thought it was weird to whack it, and so I was like, I was scared to tell anyone how it had happened or that what I was doing. It was my secret shame. Friends, the running joke whenever someone used to break a bone was like, "Oh yeah, how'd you break that?" Masturbating, and I, you know, I'd make that joke, but on the inside, I was like, my secret shame. <laughs> I actually wanted to bring to the show, bring to the show this story. Um, it just speaking of shame reminded me of the look of shame that I um I saw this dude when I was out on my walk. So I was I, I every day, you know, I get my allotted what one to two hours of exercise, sunshine time, and um I was out on my walk and I went uh I went through one of the neighboring streets. And um, there's, like, definitely, like, a lot of suburban houses on these streets, um, particularly with, like, front windows. And um, I just, like, happened to just be, like, looking into the direction of, like, one of the front windows. And there's just, like, this young dude who very clearly has got a bong in his hand. <laughs> and he's smoking out the window of the house in his underwear. And he just turns to me. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging here, man. What does he say? 
you know, this is, I just, all I did was just like turn my head straight and just put my head down and kept walking. Ah, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. <gasps> oh. But I wish I had said something. Did he say anything to you? No, 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 oh. no, no. He just looked at me. I would and have just tried to hide, tried to hide what he was doing. I would have called that guy to his face a fucking hero. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as just out onto the street where everyone can see. Absolute national treasure. It, it, it wasn't like he was fully clothed. Like he was definitely like in his underwear or like boxer shorts or something too. Like he wasn't like. That's how I'd be doing it. <laughs> that, rather, oh yeah, 100%. That's, you know, if I were to do such a thing, that's how I'd probably do it off my balcony. Allegedly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For legal reasons, that was a hypothetical, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. So I, uh, I, I, I've been saving that one for this for the podcast. That's because I so thought that was a very funny moment. When I can come back Actually, over to your house, we absolutely need to go walk past that dude's house <laughs> and just like see if he's, you know, see if we can catch him in the act again. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember which house he's because I've tried to since f- figure out which house it was, but I can't remember. It was like a few weeks ago now, so. I can't really remember which house it was, but I, I kind of, I think I vaguely remember the area. I'm not also not stalking a dude just because. Hey, yo, hey, stalking's him, a like, harsh sw- word. <laughs> stalking's a very strong <laughs> word. I would say, you know, like we, we're taking an interest in him. He's an interesting guy. <laughs> Fuck, this, yeah, is a, yeah, yeah. this is taking a dark turn. Let's take a weird turn. I'm cutting this out. It's weird. <laughs> uh, um, I've actually also been this week. Uh, we were talking about Among Us. Last week, yeah, 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 and I, uh, I actually found a new game on the Switch uh, that's free. That uh, I, I think I'm gonna like next time I see you, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna show you because it's uh, it's pretty fun. I only started playing it like literally this evening. It's called Super Mario 35, and basically it's Super Mario like the old NES version, hey. but it's a, a 35 person online race, and so as you're playing it. Uh, each enemy, like, you've got a certain time limit, and if that time limit runs out, you get, like, KO'd, and you're out of the race. That um, sounds right it, up your alley. Yeah, it, oh, it's it's my kind of game, because it's just, like, it it appeals to, like, like me playing those retro, like, like Nintendo, like, NES, like, uh, Super Mario games. games. Yeah, those side-scrolling games, and then my competitive nature. <laughs> so, like... When I've played that, when I've played, like, one of the Super Mario Bros. games with you on Wii or something... It was like, you just not, you speed run that thing, dude. It's like, I can't, I keep dying because I can't keep up with you and there's no remorse on your end. You're like, keep up, keep up. (laughs) Keep up, keep up. You just got to keep running, mate. You just got to keep running, mate. (laughs) Yeah. So so this game, um, basically the way that you keep your time limit going is by killing enemies. And what happens when you kill enemies? It's a bit like, I don't know if you've ever heard of like Tetris 99, um, which is like Tetris but like there's 99 <laughs> online players playing the same Tetris game against each other. And essentially oh. what you're doing is you're sending, um, you're sending enemies to each other. Um, so oh. when you kill an enemy on your map, the ghost of it goes to someone you target. And um, yeah. And so basically by, if these games can go on for ages and what ends up happening is you just get like, you, the, the strategy is basically to try and get the fire flower as quickly as possible because then you can just start shooting all the enemies in quick succession and you get rid of them all really quickly. Um, but you get more time by bouncing on them. So there's like different mechanics and stuff like that. So you, you don't want to always like shoot your fireballs and stuff. But Nintendo are really good at putting like interesting mechanics in their Mario games. Like Yeah, and in- just r- spitting them back out and people will buy them. This one's free, thankfully. So it's not like I had to pay for anything. <laughs> good old Mario, um, nothing beats it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to maybe start streaming it because it's like it's actually pretty addictive and like i was thinking like recently i got like the 3d all-stars mario game which has got like the super mario 64 and then sunshine and then galaxy it's like got all three of them um and i recently got that and i've been like starting to play through the like the nintendo 64 super mario game but like i don't think it'd be as interesting to watch someone else play it as it is to, to play it yourself Whereas I feel like with like this Super Mario 35 game, like it's a race. It's a little, it's like my version of Fall Guys without like being able to play Fall Guys yet. Yeah, yeah. Plus like, I mean, anything competitive is always fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was like 
thinking about streaming Fortnite at one point, but I'm like kind of off that train now. I've, yeah. I've kind of lost the hype for Fortnite. So how long did it last? Ages. Uh, it lasted like it definitely lasted a couple months, but then they recently like started the new like update or chapter, um, which is like incorporated a lot of like Marvel things, and there's like a whole like there's all these new mechanics. And Ophelia assures me that it's pretty much still the same game, but I think just, like, with that update, it's just kind of taken me out of, like, the good old-fashioned Fortnite that I was playing before, <laughs> you know, that I'd gotten used to and I'd gotten, like, kind of good at. What happened to my and Fortnite? Though, now my country gone. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so I've kind of gone off that game, so I'm thinking maybe this will be, like, my game that I'll just, like, stream and, like, hang out with people with. I don't know. We'll see. That's interesting. That meant, like, that's sort of a... That's sort of a tactic of like introducing new mechanics and stuff like that. I can see how that would be appealing to like more hardcore gamers than myself, but I am like, and way- you don't even have to be fast at the game. Like, it's not like your your goal is just to stay like is to be the last man standing. So you don't even necessarily have to be like fast at the game. Like, you can take your time and just like kill enemies. Yeah, so I yeah. feel like it would it would be fine for people that like yourself that like might not have grown up on those sorts of games. Um, you know what I mean, like. So I'll definitely have to show it to you next time we're, we're hanging out. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'd be keen to uh, observe that, but I know I get my ass beat <laughs> if I play I'm, it. I'm still, I'm still like super bad at it. Like, I think the best like place that I've gotten so far is fifth. Like I haven't gotten any higher than fifth. That's Otherwise, I'm averaging at like 20th. That's at, you're racing 34 other people, yeah? Yeah. It is pretty fucking good, dude. Oh, it's good. I just haven't gotten any higher than that. That's like, I, ha- I haven't won any of them yet. Different strokes. <laughs> I, I celebrate every victory. You're like, nah, got to get to number one. Me, I'm like, all no, right. If you ain't first, you last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I, earlier this year, did a big binge of just Will Ferrell comedies. He's got some yeah. shockers, dude. He's got some like... This is. And what did you think of old school? I like. Uh, from what I remember, it was okay. I watched it like, I've uh, probably ten years ago now, which is a depressing thought. But um, yeah. no, like I remember it was like enjoyable. But I mean, okay, not memorable. There you go. I don't remember anything from it. Don't remember any plot points. Don't remember any jokes. Nothing stuck. Would you consider that one of the bad ones, or what? 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 I'd have bad to, movies are you? I'd have to go revisit it. But like, semi pro, semi pro sucks. Yeah, you reckon? Yep, I reckon. I reckon that there was a whole era of Will Ferrell movies that were just, he wrote in the same goof, well, not he wrote in, but people wrote in just the same goofy Will Ferrell character to cast Will Ferrell in a movie and kind of yeah. threw a plot on there lazily to, you know, make some cash grabs because people liked Will Ferrell. Maybe it wasn't to make some cash grabs. Maybe there was some artistic integrity in there, but I just didn't enjoy the product. I thought it was I, pretty shit. I love the... I- my one part that I do remember um, in Semi Pro that I really loved was the jejunum bit where he just like gets punched in the jejunum and he just spews. <laughs> yeah, that that actually was. I and like him going him going through the motions in that scene and that performance is just is hilarious to me. <laughs> I, yeah, look, I like. I'm not saying that there wasn't parts of the movie that I enjoyed because I did chuckle at that part, and like same as like Talladega Nights. I watched that mm-hmm. and. Honestly, that's like more memorable, but there's just, you know, I feel like there was Anchorman. That was great. I feel like there was Step Brothers. That was like peak. And I feel like his performance in the campaign with Zach Galifianakis was like really, really good. But that was just based on his uh, George W. character from SNL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I feel like it's just rehash. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like a lot of the movies that he's made as like a, Rather than being a cash grab, it would be more of an excuse for him to just kind of do, like, a lot of skits. Like, even Step Brothers, to a certain extent, is just a collection of, like, vignette skits, I think. Like, there is a central narrative that is pushing along, but... No, it's a like, skit movie, you could, easil- you could isolate a lot of those scenes. The thing is, that those were, those were like, quality skits. Yeah. Or, like, at I least me- memorable and quotable. Iconic, I think, and quotable. Yes, quotable is the best word for it, I think. It's like, it doesn't even necessarily need to be that good of a movie, but if it's just you get a chuckle out of it and it's quotable, boom, that's it. You've done it. Speaking of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in uh, Talendiga <laughs> Nights, have you, have you seen the, um, I don't know how good was that segue, right? Yeah, smooth. <laughs> um, did you see the trailer for the new Borat? Today I did. Yeah, how good? I'm like, I, I'm like a huge, huge Sasha Baron Cohen fan. Me too. And 
Look, I'm excited for it. I'm a little apprehensive, actually. Yeah, Don't you think it's going to be a little bit... Nah, I, I'm eh. sure... Look, I'm confident that he'll be able to subvert my sort of reservations and do a good job with it. When I see someone doing a character that they're iconic for and they've kind of aged and they're going back into that character, I'm like, okay, is this, you know, what? basically what's he going to do in this that he didn't already accomplish in the first Borat movie? I guess my, I guess the way I'm choosing to look at it, or at least my expectations are, since the last Borat movie, a lot has happened in America and there's a lot of development in America. And I know that he did um, Who What is, is America? America or whatever. Yeah, Who is America? So I know he's kind of played on that a little bit in those in that show, but I feel like there is like definitely things with the Borat character that could be interesting being applied to 2020 or 2019 America. This I feel like there's definitely a lot of poignant things that could be pointed out, um, particularly to a broader audience. Yeah, so, it'll, it yeah, will, I'm, it, I'm kind of excited for it. When you frame it like that, that's kind of a that makes me a bit more excited for it. I. It'll be interesting to see what he does with it, I reckon. Yeah. Watching the Okay, to actually, have you seen any of the Ali G in the house stuff that's on Stan? No. I actually I'm glad you've brought it up because it's gonna it's reminded me to go and watch it. And I think that's maybe that's what I'm gonna do after this. I'm gonna go watch the the L E G stuff because I've only seen like little clips. He, he, he's the only Session Baron Cohen character that I actually haven't really familiarized myself with. You know, Borat, Bruno uh, the Dictator. I still haven't seen Grimsby yet. I do want to see that as well. Um, but yeah, Ali G is someone that I never, re- like of one of the classic characters that he did, I never actually like watched much of it. You definitely should go watch it after this. Actually, if you're listening to this, once we finish up, go go watch Ali G in the house if you've got a Stan account or if you know a good dodgy streaming site. Or even if you don't want to listen to us anymore, go now because it's- it's I well I think it's fucking hilarious. His Ali G character, like the the great thing about it is, uh, in that show he had Ali G, but he also had the like that was where Borat and Bruno were developed as well as characters. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. every episode has a skip from at least two characters, and he just he does such a great job of just bringing out the fucking worst side of people, and just yeah. like. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, I'd never want to be- He's on, infuriatingly stupid. I'd never want to be on the wrong side of Sasha Baron Cohen while he's in character. No. Because you- He would tear anybody apart, I think. hundred percent. There's like, and he's so good at not breaking character. There's a couple of times where you see him chuckle. There's um, one, he does this skit as Ali G where he's going around, uh, you know, trying to be an entrepreneur and trying to, you know, like uh, pitch startup ideas to entrepreneurs rather. like they're just shit ideas obviously and there's one for a glove that you wear while you eat ice cream so ice cream doesn't drip on your hand if you don't want to eat it fast (laughs) the great thing about that segment is that donald trump is in there he's one of the entrepreneurs that he pitches it to and trump just gives him you can tell like the absolute bare minimum of his time and interest you know very very (laughs) condescendingly and shallowly wishes him luck with it oh good luck with that and then leaves promptly but there's another guy yeah. where he pitches the ice cream glove idea and then he pitches hoverboards from Back to the Future too because he's like, they got the technology, don't they? So, you know, <laughs> we could make, take that technology from Steven Spielberg or whatever and then sell it. And this guy's just like <laughs> looking at him like he's the biggest fucking moron he's ever seen in his life and then, you know, doesn't, doesn't green light any of his ideas. And as he's leaving, he's like, okay, I'd like you to leave now. And you can see Sasha Baron Cohen just start to chuckle to himself as he gets the idea <laughs> to put on the ice cream glove to shake this guy's hand while exiting the office. <laughs> and you see him nearly break character because he's like this. And I was right there with him. I was like, this is so fucking funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, It also just appeals to the side of me that takes a joke and just drives it into the ground. And I, I feel yeah. like, you know, a lot of people, you know, probably rightfully so, don't really find him that funny or just kind of can't stand him after a while. But I'm just like, can't get enough of it. Yeah, he's like, he's definitely a very, subvert, like, at times very surrealist as well. He's very, like, um, it's confronting to watch some of the, like, the jokes that he'll he'll go for. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, but I think there's always something, like I said, very poignant behind... The like what is happening on screen like it's kind of, I guess it kind of like feeds into like the, the the same reason why we love you know like 
you know, Matt and Trey and stuff like that because of like what they do. Well, like, but in terms of like having that message while also like appealing to like the child within us that is just like so in love with poop and like crude, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. I've, I'm like a hundred percent. It tickles the same part of me that finds Matt and Trey humorous. Yeah, we gotta be, exactly. we gotta tread lightly here though. This could turn into another South Park episode. Oh, no, well, yeah, I don't want to turn it into another South Park one. I was, you know, what else I love the... about Matt and Trey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think every episode we've talked about them, so I'm trying. I'm trying to steer away from it. How good was uh, How good was Ariel last week? Oh, dude, he's got. I listened back to uh, you sent me some of that episode, and he's got a sexy ass voice. He does. He's got that like real deep. Like it's the same thing that you do. You got like that real deep voice, and it's just like perfect for radio. So soothing to listen to. <laughs> so actually, it's funny that you say that because uh, before we started recording. You went off to fill your water bottle and I was sitting here in uh, the session where I record like all of our episodes into from my end, but I never delete the audio files from the session. So I just had the last like five audio files or four audio files sitting above us, um, like above, you know, where I was going to record this track. And I thought, mm. oh, wouldn't it be a funny idea to play them all at the same time and see what that sounds like? And I did. And at first I was like, ah, this is funny. But then just hearing so many layers of my own voice, I was like, holy fuck, this is annoying. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I started really psyching myself out of it. I was like, how do people even listen to this? And then, you know, it actually kind of affect, it affected my performance when we first got on the call because I was like, about it. But then, you know, before we started recording, you were like, let's talk about South Park for a bit. And it recentered me. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the rule now. We'll get all of our South Park chat out before the episode. <laughs> And then we can just, and then we're, and then we're in that zone to just like to do the episode. I'll always, in every episode, I'll give our shout out to Matt and Trey. You know, if you guys are listening, you know, we know you're big fans of us too. So huge shout out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I was actually, uh, I started watching a new TV show this week with Ophelia. Um, and I haven't told you about it yet. Um, but it was recommended to me by Indy. Um, who hopefully we'll we'll get to talk to on this show one day. day. But uh, um, he recommended to me to watch uh, Ink Masters on uh, on Prime. Is that one of those tattoo shows? And yeah, it's ma- it's by the makers of the Miami Ink show. Like so, that just like that tattoo parlor show. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like but it's tattoo meets like Iron Chef, where it's just like I think I've seen an episode it's like of this a reality game show. Yeah. Well, it's actually hosted by Dave Navarro and it was made in like, it was made in like the 2012, like started in 2012 and like everybody on that show, it's so, it's so fucking easy to make fun of because everybody's like, it looks like everyone's in a time capsule of like the 2000s where everyone's wearing like baggy jeans and big belt buckles and there's faux hawks (laughs) and just like really shitty facial hair. Um (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, we like we like binged a whole season of this Ink Master show like this past weekend. And it got me thinking about um like our tattoos and the uh and the story behind us getting our like um <laughs> our, our band matching tattoos <sighs> from from Unify. Yeah. And how we want to get more of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, if we get to jump on board with something as uh sort of significant and shaping to you know, us as a band as our Unify, I'd love to get another little and if there's something funny to meme out of us as well. Like Yeah. That was that was what was so good about like the um the, the tattoo design in the end that we because like I, I know prior to me getting that tattoo, this is my this is my first tattoo for those who don't know. Um we um we all got a matching band tattoo and it was of the the lamp on on our record, uh the light that you saw and um when we got to play Unify this year, um They'd spelled our name as Residue um, for some reason. Uh, they added a U to our name. Which I saw that. And it was someone Someone sent it to, was it you or Ariel? Someone sent that they got their pre-package and it was like the shirt. And It was on a story. It was on an Instagram story. That's how I found it. It was um, someone had tagged the Reside Insta. And um, yeah, I uh, that, that's when I screenshotted it and sent it to you guys. And I sent it to some of the people I knew at UNFD. And... Yeah, I immediately. So that's kind of. What, I immediately saw that, and I thought, "Residue, that sounds like cum." And I was like, <laughs> "You really gonna put us on the lineup as cum?" <laughs> but, but I mean, it was perfect. It was like uh, you know, 
I, I immediately started thinking of jokes, like, you know, or like little funny memes that we can make about it. And then everyone was like, aren't you pissed? I was like, no, dude, this is like, they've handed us the joke. They've handed us the entire punchline. That is it's the whole punchline. And so we, um, we wrote that, that whole joke home. And so um, on our tattoo, we've got residue, but the use crossed out. And uh, yeah, I, it, I, I, it just has the perfect like balance of like nice meaning, but also just like big old meme. And I think, like, you can't take it too seriously, but then it's also, like, a very nice tattoo my, my, as well. My rules, with my, like, well, you know, my kind of rule with the tattoos that I've got so far anyway, which are only two, but uh, because I was, you know, raised very anti-tattoo, it was always, you know, don't get a bloody tattoo, Dylan. And then, but, like, I've grown up and I've been like, okay, well, you know, I want to get tattoos, but there's this little voice in the back of my head from that kind of conservative viewer in my upbringing that's like, oh, but tattoos are stupid. So the only logical answer is to get a stupid tattoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like, you know, don't take it too seriously. It's just a bit of ink. <laughs> there was some there was some pretty hectic things happening on this show though. Like there's some dudes that like there was two different occasions that like dudes wanted like head tattoos. <laughs> like so they get like blank canvases like to do um and when I say blank canvases they like these are volunteers that have, you know, pati- like are participating to get a free tattoo. And it could potentially be a very bad tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, there was like one dude that like uh, wanted a head, like he really wanted a head tattoo, um, and like a tribal head tattoo. And um, the dude like was experiencing so much pain that he started losing his eyesight during the holy fuck. The yeah, the tattoo. It was like they had to get like an EMT in, and, and like they couldn't finish the the tattoo. For the, Damn. For the round. His tribe yeah. is going to be but pissed yeah, like- when he shows back up without that tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Fucking got him. <laughs> How long have we been going for now? A hot minute. Um, We're going for a bloody hot minute. That show definitely was on Seven Mate or Channel Go back in the day. I've definitely, I've definitely yeah. seen seen an episode of that somewhere. It's it's really funny watching Dave Navarro because he looks like a Ken doll on this show. Like, he looks like he's clearly had work done. Like, he just, like, and he's always in the same outfits. And to me, like, the outfit screams, like, Matrix meets Cowboy. Like, that's, like, the style he's going for. And it's just... <laughs> it's awesome. Oh. It's awesome show. Shall we... Um, We've been going for a hot minute. Shall we... we want, I wanted to bring back our uh, regular segment. Well, we decided uh, after yeah. we did it for it to be a regular segment, and we forgot to do it last week, so I wanted to make sure we did it this week, um, and that is reading the comment section of a of a obscure celebrity that we haven't really thought about in a while. <laughs> and the one we landed on was Patrick Warburton, which yeah. I'm, I'm not even well, sure if that's a household name or not, but... For those who don't know, he uh, played Joe Swan in uh, Family Guy. Joe Swanson, yeah. He played uh, Putty in... Yeah. Uh, David Putty in Seinfeld. He was on that show, Rules of Engagement, with David Spade. Um, he also uh, was at Cusco in Emperor's New Groove. Yep, yep, Cusco. Yeah. He basically just plays himself in um <laughs> It's, it's always the same does. same demeanor. <laughs> hey. Yeah, it's the same How's it going? <laughs> and we um we went on his uh we went into his Facebook uh tonight and we found a post from his Instagram from uh, 2018. It makes this sound like we've gone deep, but it's just on my Facebook. Um, and he doesn't use his Facebook, so and it's this uh photo of him with really long hair and a biker mustache. Uh, and it's called Dirtbag Headshot Day. That's the caption. And I just like so. Um, with Patrick Warburton. It's like, what is your fan base like? You know, and there's uh, many yeah. people joking in the comments. And I'm looking through here, and there are no comments with more than like one like. No one's really getting super involved in the. Oh no, three likes. Wow. Someone called him Joe Dirt. <laughs> Someone called him Neil Pert. <laughs> so a bunch of people saying Lemmy. We've got one guy who just said Spinal Tap, <laughs> which fair. Charles Manson. That's a hot take. I'm giving him a care react. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's just like Danny Trejo. I think you're on the wing. What? I think you're on the wing Facebook page. I think he's trying to say I think you're on the wrong Facebook page. Uh, uh, good one, Matt Nisbet. <laughs> Good job. Look in the tongue. Uh, with your- he must mean trunk. Yes. <laughs> he must mean trunk. Someone here uh, is- You are the funniest guy on Rules of Engagement. I watch like four episodes every day. It's always funny. You are the best on the show. 
you make me laugh every day. And then there's three laughing emojis. Similarly, I got a guy here who's just said, badass on rules of engagement. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's also jokingly said, you've let yourself go. Um, That's fucking rough. That's pretty rough. Come on. Patrick Warburton's in the best shape of his life. He's this, that's peak performance. That's prime Warburton right there. <laughs> I I think he did do a, uh, a a lemony snicket thing. Oh my god, Dell! Scroll down to the next one down, and he is in uh in his Devil's face paint at a uh at a New Jersey Devils playoff game. Yeah, yeah. I've I've actually like quite deep in the scroll now. I've gone to other posts. Oh and man, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but. I do, I do be loving that that Seinfeld reference. He's even got, he's got a meme of himself with impact text over it that looks like he screenshotted it from someone else's phone and cropped it badly because there's still like black borders only on the top and bottom, and it's also like <laughs> low resolution as fuck. It's just him in some blue suit with only like skin suit with only his face kind of showing out of it that says, "I am the man of La Magna. My dream is impossible." With a shaving cream beard. I I I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't, I don't have. Oh, okay. It looks like yeah. I see what it is. It looks like it's a screenshot from a movie that he was in. Um, <laughs> like someone was streaming this on their phone, <laughs> screenshotted it, made the meme. He screenshotted the meme, <laughs> and then re-uploaded it to Facebook, just compressing it down. Yeah. Oh fuck. Patrick Warburton, uh, you can. Well, it looks like you don't even need your bandwidth because you haven't posted since 2018. So. <laughs> So, should we take um, it? What's that? Take his bandwidth? Yeah, yeah. Give it to someone who needs it. He's not using it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fuck you. Well, if he's not using it, some yeah, someone else has got to use it. Love your work, mate, but fuck you. <sighs> and on that note, I reckon we uh, note, yeah. we wrap her up. Oh, yeah, I reckon we could wrap her up there. That seems like a good place. It ended ended on uh, just like the just bad mouthing of uh, of Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I plan to end most episodes if I can just by bad mouthing some celebrity in hopes they might hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Basil. <laughs> uh, well, no. on that note, I've been Liam. Oh, have you been Liam? I've been. I've. I've. I'll still remain to be Liam, but I'll also be Dylan. And I'll r- remain to be Dylan. We're one and the same. <laughs> We're all part of the same yeah. beautiful the, singularity. Just one energy. <laughs> yeah, just one of the one energy. Um, you've been listening to NPR's Pretty Good Thanks podcast. Thanks for um, in. We are. Uh, thanks for tuning in. It's every episode. It comes out on Tuesdays. Or. <laughs> Is our goal just to make our outros just as long as possible? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're talking on the phone to your mum and she's like, okay, I'm going to go now. Oh, but one more thing. And then you're on there for another <laughs> yeah. fucking five minutes. And you're like, this wasn't one yeah. thing. <laughs> like, you're like, mom, I got to go to the fucking toilet. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I can't say the same for my mum, but generally it's not like, <laughs> it's not like, oh, mum, I don't want to talk to you. It's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's that, you know, you said you were going to go and then you fucking didn't. <laughs> you know, what am I supposed to make of this? You lied to me. <laughs> you lied. Why would you lie? All right. This has been a pretty good Thanks podcast. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next Tuesday. Oh. Oh.